You're listening to Strength and Bonds, an Async Twilight Imperium podcast. Episode 11, Tournament 2 Semifinals and Fog of War. I'm your host, BLT. Kind of a fun week for the podcast. Got a shout out in Space Cat's Peace Turtles, their latest episode. Obviously, an inspiration for this uh, podcast. They do a much better job. I've mentioned before. They do long episodes. They are funny. They have co-hosts, and um, again, actually do research um, about the game, which I think is cool. And it was really helpful for me when I was learning the game a year ago, or whenever that was at this point, maybe longer, two years ago. Man. Um, but they got a little mention in there. We just mentioned that you know this podcast exists, so that's fun. If any of you are listening to this based on that, welcome to the podcast. I um, actually got to play a game with Matt from from Space Cats on Async recently. I was pretty excited. Never really gotten to play uh, with that kind of group of people before. The draft was uh, sad. I ended up as Arborek, and of all people, Winu attacked me round one took out almost all my plastic and then Sarve kind of finished the job and I am now eliminated in that game <laughs> so maybe I was not cut out for for that meta or whatever but uh, I did have a good time appreciated getting invited there I got a few fun things to talk about this week um, so I'm going to just dive right into the best thing I saw this week which is the quarterfinals of Async Tournament 2 is now finished uh, so we have our 36 semifinalists uh, six people did get buys just based on how many people signed up. That was randomly done. 30 people won their first games. And we're into the quarter, or sorry, we're into the semifinals. They're already starting as we speak. So, you know, those those melted drafts are happening. The new slices are out. The bit with the slices this time seems to be that there's a an anomaly in the, in the tile closest to Rex for all six slices. So that's kind of fun. Um, also, a lot of empty spaces right in front of people's home systems. I'm, I'm excited to see how these semifinal games turn out. I will announce the last uh, winners of the quarterfinals that I haven't mentioned before. So Max, less than three. I th- one is a Sarl uh, in In Control. Politet, one is Nomad in The Safe One. Dr. Gonzo, one is Yin in The Safe One. Tonberry, one is Joel Minar in Lazar Beam, or Lazar, however you say that title. And Super Saiyan Goku, one is Sar in The Great Abyss. Big shout out really quick here to Jason OCE. He's been putting together a lot of stats for the tournament, and you can go check those out in the pins in the tourney uh, channels. But just quick, a couple of quick things to share here are the best win rates across 30 games, which you know is not enough to, to mean anything. But here, the best win rates were Necro at 50%. Empyrean won 40% of their games that they showed up in the quarters finals. And Yin won 30% of their games. So clearly, we are... Uh, you know, Yin needs to move up in the tiers or whatever. Um, again, that probably means absolutely nothing. Very excited. Congratulations to all the winners. That's just really, uh, really cool. So that's the best thing I saw this week. I will continue to give updates. Probably be a while until any games finish uh, in the semifinals. But again, the winners of these games are the finalists. So we, uh, we'll keep you updated on that. With that, let's go to the weird game mode of the week. Uh, so this week I actually asked in the sandwich bar, which is just the the channel on the Discord server for this podcast. I was asking for ideas for weird game modes because I, I 
hadn't noticed any new ones just pop up this week. I have a few that I just am aware of that I want to get to eventually, but wanted to just ask, got a ton of great ideas. Heard some amazing ones that I'll definitely cover in the coming weeks. Uh, but it also made me realize there's a lot of just homebrew games, uh, which I don't, I haven't covered here at all. I guess maybe I'm just sort of used to it. Uh, Will ran the stats on this. You can actually check this. It's like under a slash command under statistics, but you can check how many games have homebrew of any kind. So that's, you know, that's Fog of War, um, Discordant Stars, Absol's variant are really popular on the async server. She's done, she started with agendas because the agenda phase kind of needed a rework. I think most people would agree with that, but she's gone into techs and mechs and uh, I don't think she's done action cards actually, but Little Omega 2, or Little Omega, I think it's called, is is another uh, homebrew that's done a bunch of stuff. Action Deck 2, that's the one with the two in it, has redone all the action cards. There's just a lot of homebrew on the server. And um, what Will found is 18.6% uh, of games uh, on the async server are have some kind of homebrew, which I don't know if you think that's high or low, but I, I think that's I think that's pretty high. You know, about you know one in five basically games uh, have some kind of homebrew in them. So. Um, I don't know how much I'll, I'll talk about that. That would be pretty cool, especially since there is so much on the server, but I know I haven't covered it much. I haven't done a ton of homebrew in my games. I've been in some weird game modes that aren't technically homebrew um, that I also talk about over time. But the one thing I do want to cover, and I'm surprised I didn't cover this already. This is unique to async. And it's, it's definitely a form of homebrew. It's the Fog of War variant. So for the Weird Game of the Week, I want to just talk briefly, um, maybe we can do a longer section on this at some other point, but about Fog of War. So for those of you who do not know, it's a, it's technically another server. Um, you know, the, the games are hosted on a different server than the async server. They are, uh, you know, games are, are, are created and, and run there because Fog Games takes so many more channels and we didn't want to clutter up the, the main servers. But, um, but it is async. It doesn't really work great any other way uh, i think just because of how much is is needed to to remain you know fogged like you can only see what well, i should explain what fog of war is i guess so the way it works basically in this server is you can see any tiles that you are in or adjacent to and nothing else and that's the main bit you're also not allowed to talk to any other players unless you are their neighbor you Everything else is fogged. You, when you're picking strategy cards, you don't know which ones are taken until you try to take one. And if you try and you can't, then then you know then it tells you, and now you know somebody has that. But if you just pick tech first uh, and you get it, you have no idea where you second in speaker order, where you last in speaker order, but nobody else took tech. You don't know. You don't know what's happening. And of course, in practice, a lot of that information does get shared around between people, but you don't have to. You can keep it very much to yourself. You can uh, try to keep your factions secret. The only thing revealed to other people is the color of your units. Um, it is it is a lot of fun. Uh, there's 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 always there, you know there's things to it. So like if you get to know, next to somebody's home system, then you're allowed to see all their stuff, and it reveals everything as if you've you know you know actually found their home world in real life, uh, you know kind of thing. What I think I like most about this at this point, and I haven't played a ton of Fog uh, for a while now. But I was very into it for a bit, but is that in order to make the exploration bit of Fog of War more interesting, most of the maps are are asymmetrical. Um, you know, Mechatol Rex might not be in the middle. Uh, home systems are, you know, may not be around the edges. 
um, you know, even if they are, there's like maybe weird hyperlane things going on to just make it a little bit more complex, like how things are connected. And so, you know, you see somebody ship and you don't know, like, is that right next to their home system? I, I played a game one time where home, or I saw a game one time where home systems were literally adjacent. There were three groups of two home systems adjacent to each other. I played a game one time where, uh, I was, I started adjacent to Megatol Rex and so did one other player that did not go very well for me. Um, the, 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 I think the creativity and just again, just like that exploration of the world is what makes Fog of War so interesting and fun for me and something that I, I would love to just, you know, make sure people know about and encourage people to, to look into. Again, it's a different server and it occurs to me maybe if you've not been on the server very long, maybe you don't even know it exists. Um, so maybe I'll just make sure I'll make sure to, um, yeah, I guess just maybe you should come to the sandwich bar and just ask for a link because I know we don't like to post like permanent server in, invites to these different servers but uh, someone can can point you over there if you need a map a lot of times like I, I like lately the way i've been getting involved with fog is that i haven't been playing in these games but i have been the the gm so the other thing that happens here is that there, there doesn't need to be one person who builds the map who can like uh arbitrate rules disputes uh or, or different things that just could happen in the fog so there does need to be a gm for fog games and I've been doing that a little bit more recently. Um, there's other people who've done it a lot. Like Aranus is someone who's done like uh, probably a hundred of them or something. Maybe not a hundred, but you know, uh, there, there's other people who are very, very into being the GM. I've just done it a, a few times. But if you come over to the to the Fog server and you've got a, a group that wants to play Fog, just ping and somebody will uh, will build a map for you. Maybe it'll even be me because I do kind of like that. I really like kind of seeing pe how people do the first couple rounds. I admit. I do kind of lose interest as the games go on. I think most games that I see, people share so much information that some of the fog kind of disappears by round four, five, maybe six. Um, and then that's just a little less interesting for me to try to keep a track of as a GM. But like I said, those first couple rounds are a lot of fun. So um, again, fog probably deserves like a lot more attention than just this. But since I had never even mentioned it, I don't think on this or on this podcast, I wanted to just uh, touch on that. Fog of War, weird game mode of the week. Definitely go check it out. I, I think everybody should do like one Fog of War game. You may find it's just very much not for you, uh, or you may find that you really love it. But I think it's just something kind of unique to async. It's like, again, there's not really another format that makes it as, as workable um, as the Discord async format. So I'm going to give that a plug there too. Which, of course, brings us to Tech of the Week. I have been having fun with this. I should say, too, I've got a couple guests lined up to come over in the next, uh, you know, hopefully, next, it'd be nice if it was the next two weeks, actually, but I've just been kind of busy with holidays and stuff and haven't had the time. Work's also picked up a little bit um, as we get back into it with this year, this week in the new year. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. So, have not had time to record a guest and everything. It does take a bit more of time to 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 do that well. But like I said, I've got a couple of guests lined up. Hopefully, we will get them on soon. But for now, I'm just drawing the first. Are you serious? <laughs> it's another yellow. Uh, I don't even know if there's any 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 yellow text left in this deck. I promise I'm shuffling these anyway. Predictive intelligence. This is a yellow tech. This has a one yellow tech prerequisite, and it says at the end of your turn. You may exhaust this card to redistribute your command tokens. When you cast votes during the agenda phase, you may cast three additional votes. If you do, and the outcome you voted for is not resolved, exhaust this card. Um, I'll just talk about that second part a little, really quick. I almost never see this used for votes because 
if you're wrong, if you're not the speaker, right, if you're not sure that these votes are going to be useful, then it may not be worth possibly having to exhaust the card if you're wrong. Again, you only exhaust it if you're wrong. So if you vote on the correct outcome, you get to keep it face up and, and, and use that going into the action phase. Um, but, you know, if you have to exhaust this in this agenda phase and you don't even get to use it in the action phase, like that's just a bummer. And so I don't see people voting on this very much because, again, it, and then if you're sure that the votes will go toward the right outcome and you know you won't have to exhaust it, then like you often don't need those three votes. So it's just, I mean, I don't see it happen a lot. But that first bit, it's kind of sneaky. Um, at the end of your turn, you may exhaust this card to redistribute your command tokens. Um, this... This is one of those texts a little bit like Fleet Logistics, which maybe does nothing for you most of the game, but then like wins you the game. So here's some examples. Um, you, well, one fun example is you can be Barony of Letnev and you can pop your hero, which lets you have unlimited ships in your fleet supply basically for just this round. Use predictive intelligence and take all the tokens out of your fleet pool, put them somewhere else. And now you can suddenly score six tokens or you can get more tactics tokens to go take, off, take over stuff or whatever you need to do. Um, you can use predictive intelligence to move things again. It, it, like, like there's those there's those objectives where you have to spend tokens, and uh, these can kind of move things around in a way that that can be helpful. You can avoid getting stalled out of something. Um, so maybe at the beginning of the round, you really needed to have all four tokens in your fleet pool or whatever for something, but then you move them around, and then to not get stalled out of leadership or whatever, you can move you know, a couple tokens out of fleet, put them in tactics, do something else. And then when leadership pops, maybe get them back or whatever you need to do. Um, just not getting assault out of warfare is, is enough all by itself. I mean, just to make this worth it. The other fun thing is, uh, this is also really good round one. Of course, Mahak starts with this tech. It's the only uh, faction that starts with it. And round one, you almost never need to end your round with three fleet tokens. You have to start with it because that's what's in your starting pool for, for most factions. But... Um, with this, you can move those out into to strategy, and then you can you know follow Diplo and warfare and tech or, or whatever. Uh, again, this is this is a tech that it, it doesn't it doesn't benefit you like directly. It doesn't give you more stuff. It doesn't make your stuff more powerful, but it gives you flexibility that again can be just really game changing uh, in the right scenario. And then other times you research it and it just doesn't come up and it doesn't does does nothing. So there's that too. But um, I should check. I, I think that's the last yellow tech, but maybe there's one more. Um, kind of like all the other yellow techs. Love it. Very useful. Often find myself researching something else, but that's predictive intelligence. All right. Last major segment for this week is weird rules thing of the week. This is just a fun little thing from Hadouken I saw in some channel somewhere on Discord. Uh, he says, I think I just realized a fun interaction. Spatial Conduit Cylinder plus PDS2. So I'll just read really quick. He's talking about the Jolnar faction tech, Spatial Conduit Cylinders, and it says, uh, you may exhaust this card after you activate a system that contains one or more of your units. That system is adjacent to all other systems that contain one or more of your units during this activation. Okay, so... so because you have to activate a system that already contains one of your units, this you know this can't do the fun stuff you'd like it to do, like taking out somebody's home system. Usually, uh, it's it's I think best if you're trying to like shore up home, you're trying to bring all your stuff home. If you went out and did do something, I, I just don't see it researched a whole lot. But Hadouken's point was, if you already have a ground force on a planet and the enemy ships are above you, 
then you could use this tech to shred ships with all of Jolnar's PDS. So again, the idea is Jolnar starts with two PDS. A lot of times they're trying to be defensive. They maybe build one or two more. Um, their commander lets them re-roll PDS hits that that miss. So you you know you can you can get their their hit rate up quite a bit. And then you know this makes everything adjacent to each other. So uh, you know you've got this fleet that's over one of your planets for some reason, or you, you know somehow you have units in the system, and uh, you 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 activate that system, pop this card, and then suddenly you've got every single PDS you own, you know, adjacent to this system. I mean, is that again? Is it good? Probably not. Um, but it's definitely fun. So I would agree. That's a fun interaction. Just something continually uh, to be a fun way to think about these different um, these different techs and stuff. Um, so yeah, so I've got a lot of weird game modes to touch on in the coming weeks. I've got a couple of guests that are going to be coming on. I do want to keep going through my tier list at some point. Uh, quick teaser for the next tier list. I think, I think next is Winu, number twenty-three. Don't hold me to that, but that's probably what's going to be next. Um, and then I'll, I'll I'll give a few more at the same time. But you know, again, with everything going on this week, I think I'm just going to dive right into various updates. I already talked about the tournament, so let's just go to async rank. We've got three new ministers in async rank. As a reminder, the minister rank goes to anybody who wins a TIGL game and doesn't already have a rank. Those new ministers since the last episode are the Clan of Rob, Bradford, and Old Tom's Boots and Hat. Um, quick story about Old Tom's Boots and Hat, really quick. I was in a game with him once where he was a uh, Mentac, uh, and and we we were doing whispers, and so they were you know you have a bunch of threads where you know I was Argent I think so I had like an Argent uh, Jolnar thread or Argent Titans or you know you so you have all these different threads. That was kind of the way we used to have to do it, and. Uh, he decided at one point to make a Mentac Mentac thread, which he of course forgot to make private uh, on purpose. And and uh, the the sort of you know pretend secret thoughts he uh, shared with himself in that thread are, are, are still one of the best experiences I've ever had playing async Twilight Imperium. So thank you to Old Tom's Boot and Sand Hat for that completely unrelated thing. <laughs> but uh, um, glad to see you as a minister here. Um, really quick too, we are, as according to my count, we are at 31 ministers. It looks like there's some interest, and one agent, by the way. Um, still the lone agent, official Dave account. So there was some interest in getting, once we get to 36, um, maybe trying to put together like a mini tournament. And the idea would be every, you know, all the ministers would play uh, all only minister games. You'd end up with six agents out of that tournament. Uh, and then you'd have six agents play and you'd get maybe your first commander out of that. So that is... Uh, Unofficial, but very cool that people are thinking about that, trying to get that going. And then to kind of finish this out, we've got um, another recent bot update. So definitely check this one out in the bot update channel if you want more information again. But Finn launched a new change to the way you start games on the server. So, you know, if you've been around at all, the way you've always done it is you've said, hey, bot helper, you know, I've got, here's here's the, uh, the names of people that we'd like to be in the game. Bot helper goes in there. I, you know, someone like me or another bot helper runs the command, and then you get the new channels and stuff. But he has set it up now so that every single person that wants to create a game can use slash game create game button with underscores. So create game button is the is the the general command, and then it will ask you to fill in the player list and ask you to fill in the the, the you know the fun name for the game. Uh, and what that will do is just make a little button that a bot helper can uh, go ahead and, and, and push. 
Um, it'll also already kind of give you an invite to the server right when you do that. So you can start getting onto that server before a bot helper shows up. And the idea is um, it keep, it helps bot helpers a little bit. Not that we're that busy, but just you know, helps us to not have to like type all those in. It's a little bit difficult on like mobile sometimes. And so it should get people into games faster. So they're not having to wait maybe so long for a bot helper to come do that. Um, Finn is saying though that you know the admins still want some oversight on how many games get launched and by who some you know some quality control so we're, they're not yet opening up the actual channel creation and everything to uh, non-bot helpers so far but um, maybe in the future though you know there will be a, a role like that's not a full bot helper but like that you've 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 earned the trust to to start a game by yourself or something like that you know that that could be coming very interesting and and, and very cool. Um, I just, I just, you know, again, the automation and stuff going into this is just always blows me away. But with that, you know, thank you very much for another episode. Thanks for listening to Strength and Bonds. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and wherever else. Uh, if you liked this episode, leave a comment on the episode discussion in Discord or come by the Sandwich Bar to chat about the show. And remember, go take your turns.